Hello and welcome to MedMen. I am Andy White. My name is Pim and today we're going to have a conversation about implementing Medic. Good stuff. Cool. Well, is that something you have experience with, Pim? It's a big topic. Yeah. Big topic. The big topic for sure. Uh, for me, it has been uh, a topic for quite a, quite a few years now. Um, I'm involved in uh, some communities and have been uh, with a few companies where the implementation of Medic has been a topic as well. And I feel that this is one of the biggest question marks that some organizations out there have today. Like, hey, if, if you know, we are thinking about this, are we ready for it or are we too far in doing other things? And what are some things to consider when we look at implementing this? So, uh, yeah, there is some experience there to answer your question. Yeah, I think I think when I think about this, like obviously in, 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 in what I do, I, I very rarely come across anyone that has anything um, critical to say about medic or like any kind of critical thinking about medic itself. No one ever sort of says to me, you know, medic's great, but it doesn't work in my sector or my sort of, you know, my size deal or my age of company or anything like that. But what, what, where the question marks do lie is around like, okay, so if I'm going to, you know, invest in medic and in, you know, in, in the resources that need to go into that, like, how do I, how do I make it successful? Like, how do I make it not just like hit the ground running, but how do I really make it stick? And I think that's a that's a really interesting topic for sure. Is it, you know, what do you think? No, definitely. And and with that, there are a number of decisions that organizations out there need to make, right? When it comes to uh, getting their organization ready to do this. And I, in, in my opinion, that starts with uh, with knowledge. And I actually heard you say it before, having uh, medic as a as a common language, right? And so. I, I believe that if you wanna uh, be able to all speak the same language, you first gotta learn the language. So I, I always say that uh, knowledge is the first big part and the first pillar that you need to get right as an organization if you wanna implement this. Because otherwise you can you know, ask your reps and your teams to start forecasting, uh, do deal reviews or QBRs along the lines of Medic. But if you don't really understand what it is, like how are you gonna do that, right? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, definitely. That is like the, the first thing that I would say about that. Yeah. And, and I really, I've always really liked the the language kind of analogy with, with medic because it, it works so well with kind of the different factors that you'd have to consider if you were trying to enable a language, a literal language, you know, you couldn't have, uh, or you wouldn't be as successful, I should say, if you had, a, if you said, right, we're all going to start speaking this one language but everyone spoke different dialects of it, you know, different kind of um, slang almost of it, different versions of the same definition. And I think that's something that that, that I see is that happens, um, not necessarily because um, people have different definitions for the different parts of medic, but more so because people have different kind of proficiencies of understanding what those what those different elements are. Um, and, you know, I, I, you know, I get asked all the time actually about, you know, what's the difference between the decision criteria and decision process, <laughs> which is, um, which is kind of, you know, um, I've, I most recently was asked that by someone that said that they, you know, they've been using medic for a couple of years. So, you know, yeah. got sort of knowledge, you know, a, a spread of knowledge out there like that. I think that's to your point, having that, not just having the knowledge, but having kind of a level set of people speaking the same, let's call it dialect of medic. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think to your example, the same thing could happen with metrics, right? When you don't really differentiate between M1 and M2, as an example, yeah. and, and a whole series of consequences can follow on the back of that if you don't get it right. So with that, I, 
I personally feel that, and, and this is you know, partially based on past experiences, again, multiple organizations that I, I've seen uh, there, that um, it, it can be a little bit dangerous to start and do this all by yourself from, uh, well, inside out of the, the, the company itself. Just look for a few people that know about this and then say like, hey, we're gonna implement this, help us. Uh, yeah, I think that it's recommendable to uh, find uh, a subject matter expert, um, get everyone you know, on that uh, level of, of knowledge to begin with before you start looking into some of the further stages of the implementation. And I think that we have uh, connected on this before, but in, in my mind, there are like three phases that constantly complement each other. And if you consider that knowledge part to be the first one, the second one is going to be adoption, right? So how do I get my team to start using this? Mm -hmm. And that, that are, um, I think that is mainly driven by the experience that reps will have that this is actually going to put them in a better position to be successful. Same thing with management, right? If you can better uh, forecast, be more accurate, have a, a more efficient way of utilizing resources, everybody benefits. And then uh, the, the third one is the application of it that you constantly keep on uh, uh, doing that. It feeds back to the knowledge part. So those elements constantly add value to one another so that you grow in terms of quality as an organization and become a true uh, world-class uh, level sales organization, if you will. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I think I think that last bit there, the bit you talk about with application, I think that's such a critical part of these uh, of the implementation because one thing I've seen time and time again is that, like you said, there's there's a there's a there's a level of excitement that happens with individual contributors around medic because, and it's we're very lucky to have this where it's got such strong heritage where you know you can you can draw parallels with the you know the most. I always say it like this: I say if there was to be a World Cup of uh, sales teams uh, tomorrow, you know, international sales teams, and they, you, you, every country could call up eleven sellers. The top 11 sellers from every country the majority of them would use medic and it's not it's not it's it's kind of a it's because they they've they've used medic and gone on to work with the best companies because they've been successful it's kind of they go hand in hand together so there is this kind of really um this great heritage where where sellers you know coachable sellers they aspire to 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 enable medic in themselves but we i think we both know that to get to that full you know that world-class sales organization that you're talking about you need more than just individuals pointing in the right direction you need kind of it to to be embraced and, and become kind of part of the cadence and the operating rhythm of of like of, of everyday um everyday operations in the revenue team and what kind of things have you seen that can can help towards kind of getting that momentum that kind of what i call the flywheel starting to spin mm -hmm. Yeah, I think first and foremost that it's initially adopted by multiple levels in the organization, right? Because the risk with something like this and doing this, let's let's say uh, that there that you have an organization that doesn't have any uh, um, medic implementation today, right? Uh, and suddenly you start with that and you say that the customer facing teams like AEs and SEs, they're going to do it now. If they are the only one, the risk is that they are going to consider it as an additional workload, like an admin task, right. not necessarily a framework uh, that will allow for them to deliver a better uh, experience to the customer. And with that, also be more successful at what they do. 
And so what I mean with introducing it at multiple levels in the organization means that not only customer facing teams, but also the management levels uh, above that should, um, you know, get on board with this and start reporting and forecasting along the lines of MedPIC. And then everybody will get the benefits that we just uh, discussed about. And then the step beyond that is obviously the, the handover to teams who are more in the supporting and customer success areas. Right. But that can be a second step if, if you ask me, right? But uh, um, doing it at first at a very isolated level is going to be a, a risk uh, uh, from where I'm sitting. Yeah, I agree with that. My, my kind of advice on this is always that you know if it's if it's brand new to your organization, rather than kind of leveling up the existing kind of understanding of medic that might already exist, then you really kind of have to get the the, the key stakeholders for me are the, the sort of leadership team, revenue leadership team. Um, and because going back to what we were just talking about a second ago, that kind of idea of, you know, if you've got the most coachable, hungry individual contributor there you could ever imagine, um, but no one around that person is, is using Medic or talking about Medic, then that person, you're really kind of leaving them to themselves to, to still use it. And, you know, when you're, when you're an individual contributor, you're spinning so many different plates. And, you know, there's lots of different things you take on new value propositions, new products, uh, you know, new go to market initiatives, all these kind of things. And if you want to, you know, for it to, for Medic to stay top of mind and to go from that, what I see, I, I mean, I saw it for myself, but I see it time and time again, this kind of learning curve with Medic where, you know, you first learn about it. And I think one of the great things about Medic is that because it's, because it's, an, it's, it's essentially reverse engineered from how customers buy salespeople adopt, you know, they embrace it straight away. They don't question the, the importance of understanding, you know, of, of building value of, of uh, understanding stakeholders and the process. No one questions that. So generally speaking, people buy into medic, but that uh, that sort of process that I see go from hearing about it, understanding it and learning it through to then, which is the big step from then on, which is going from where you have to proactively apply it to what you do as an individual contributor, where you have to kind of think, oh, right, have I thought about the medic on this deal, um, to where it just becomes that like second nature. That, in my opinion, um, is, is very hard to do in isolation yeah. if you haven't got other people around you keeping you prompting that to front of mind and that sort of stuff. So for me, um, to your point, having that kind of network around it is really important. Yeah, I think that um, if you think about um, um, the, well, the pitfalls in an implementation, if you will, this is the, the, the cycle that you just described is quite important. If you have uh, selling teams, starting to do this and let's assume that they have no experience whatsoever i think that first looking at what what medic is and the advantages it will bring you nobody's really gonna question that but the 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 question is how are they gonna adopt it and i believe that they will adopt it once they experience the tremendous value that it can bring to sales cycles right but in order to to experience that you first need to do it and so there's a there's a risk there as well. Uh, and that pitfall that I want to describe here is that when you start doing this and you start doing deal reviews or QBRs along the lines of Medic, that reps feel inclined to, you know, fill in any gaps that they don't know and that they haven't qualified and just uh, make them up in order to look good. And then it sort of surpasses the goal of what we're actually trying to do. And so therefore, th this is like another 
you know, experience-based uh, tip, if you will, or a best practice, is like celebrating the gaps that selling teams do uh, uncover. That's that's crucial. Like you want to focus on the things that you don't know, because ultimately that is what it's about, right? It is that 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 set of uh, glasses looking at a customer, identifying the things like, hey, we need to understand whoever is going to, um, take ownership of this project and why, what yeah. their uh, personal interest in it. If you don't know, these are the steps that I'm going to uh, take to find out. That is effectively uncovering the, the areas with that customer that you need to spend your time and resources on in order to progress your sales cycle. And so I feel that one of the key things in that initial stage is also to very much encourage and celebrate the gaps that are uncovered by teams so that they feel like it's truly something that they derive value from. Because um, imagine that you are a rep and you come into a meeting and they say, and, and you, you present your deal and you say like, hey, I'm still figuring out the metrics and the, the, the economic buyer here. And you have a conversation around that. And through that conversation, you gain value from it uh, based on insights that your peers are giving you and maybe your management. Then you are deriving direct value from applying the methodology internally as well, right? So I think from a cultural perspective, that is going to be a key for anyone who's looking to do this. Yeah. And, and what I love about the way you described that is this idea that, you know, if you, if you take that scenario you just talked about, you've got someone coming in and talking about their deal and, and some of the gaps they have in their deal. If, if, if you're running those kind of sessions as wider team sessions, you're bringing your team together, which has the kind of dual benefit of A, you've got, you know, a regular deal review focused around medic, which means, you know, at least one person's getting a, their deal, having some medic eyes on it. But secondly, the real benefit then is that everyone else who comes into that session learns from the ideas that are generated by the, the group, if you like. And what I always found was, you know, the person whose deal that's being reviewed in that scenario will probably come away with 10 actions, you know, real yeah. like, oh, my, my, I didn't even think about that. Or that's a really good idea. That will help me. Yeah, because you're so deep in often, right? You're so close to that customer yeah. and that deal that you sometimes need someone with a fresh pair of eyes, staying a bit further away, maybe been in the situation uh, similar uh, before. Yep. And then just gives you like two or three questions and you're like, hey, that's exactly what I should do here to progress my deal. Yeah. And uh, and sometimes it leads to, um, well, to, to the to the sign uh, that is right above your head of, of qualifying <laughs> out, right? Which, yeah. which can also be a, a good outcome of, uh, of applying medic. It can. Yeah. And, and the beauty of that as well is, you know, we've talked about the benefits for the person that's in, let's call it the hot seat, whose deal is being reviewed. But everyone else in that room will come away with probably five actions because there'll be so much um so many things that are applicable that could help them with their deals and so that's kind of one of the things that i love to see and one of the things i've seen that really bring teams together from a medic context uh, is that if you start using it as as that common language and you bring teams together to talk in that same way then it becomes kind of a way you can collaborate across deals particularly when you start to think about things like metrics m1s and and, and building out like decision criteria and i think that's that's kind of the, you know, if we're talking about implementation and we start talking about like advanced level implementation, you touched on it a bit earlier with like post sales teams. Like, I think we know the benefits 
of the like you know let's call it the golden handover that medic can do for someone in say customer success you're going to know what problems you're solving what kpis being the metrics that are solved how are you going to do it who the competition were who the say you know you're going to get the perfect handover but even better than that if you fast forward you know into you know the sales cycles that are going on if you've got a switched on product team it's absolutely golden for them to tap into the decision criteria of live deals or deals that have been won or lost because they can then say you know what what why do we win that deal what thing what things were it from let's say from a technical perspective that helped us win and you can say well it was it was because we we're strong on these things and okay we're going to double down on the roadmap on those in fact let's get product marketing to create more content around that because if that's a strength we we need to let more people know about it likewise yeah. the complete opposite which is like why did we lose that deal well it's because um because of this technical reason and it's like well actually we can do that but maybe we maybe we need product marketing to 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 put together some better you know collateral to talk about how we can do it just as well as our competitor can but we just didn't quite nail it you know and so it's about you know that's where it starts to become like where you're talking about yeah. class teams that's where it gets really cool Andy, i i feel like you're going all the way back to uh, uh the first days of uh, medic within ptc right where they uh, <laughs> asked themselves like why do we win? Why do we yeah. lose? And why do deals slip? And if if I if we if we circle this back to like, well, what I think we could call like the the three pillars of implementation, mm-hmm. that is what it is about, right? Because when you start with that level of knowledge and you facilitate adoption through these deal reviews, where everyone is swapping the hot seat and derives value from both sides, whether you are in the hot seat or joining from the team discussing the deal from the person that is in the hot seat, and then uh go back out and apply it again it adds back to that first pillar of knowledge so they constantly uh you know build them up and and through time you will become so much better at um at, at what you are doing whatever you know a specific industry you might be targeting or what uh, what product you might have yeah i love that man i love that i i think that's really cool is there a um there'll be a lot of people well i hope a lot of people listening to this <laughs> that's very that's very assumptive um <laughs> i hope there'll be a lot of people listening to this but of a variety of different um sizes and maturities of you know you know i i know myself i work with startups and, and founders and i work with you know giant corporations as well and, and obviously there's my I guess my question to you is someone that's that's worked on both sides of, of, of that with medic what do you think there's a different approach is there different considerations you should take into account with those types of implementations yeah i mean the, I, I guess the easiest thing is if you you know you are just building out a team and you are in search of um uh well, a methodology or the way that you are going to qualify, right? When you don't have anything in place, there's no legacy. So there isn't much that people want to hold on to because change is always um, a, a challenge in some ways, right? And so I think that if you're thinking about implementing uh, um, Medic, you just need to think about the essentially like a go-life plan, you know, as, uh, the, as part of your, your training. Um, I've adopted it ever since, um, and it's what what medic is all about: reverse engineer back based on the goal that you have. And if that is like uh, being that world class sales or organization, with that goal in mind, think about the steps that you need to take in order to get there. And those steps will be different if you have like a lot of legacy with other, uh, uh, you know, uh, qualification frameworks or other other methodologies in place uh, uh, today. Um, size is is also a thing that you know will 
will will um, sort of force you to make decisions there because it's going to be different if you need to facilitate this for uh, um, 50, 100 or 1,000 people because yeah. the, the, the adoption piece there and getting, getting everybody on board um, based on that size will re- require a certain, um, let's say, support system internally to, to make sure that what you're trying to achieve is actually going to be uh, the outcome at the end of the day. Yeah. So the, the biggest advice there probably would be, you know, as with the, you would do with a deal, reverse engineering back based on the outcome that uh, you have in mind with uh, with your implementation. I really like that. I like that a lot. I think that's a, that's a, that's a, good, it's very in keeping, as you say, with, with kind of a lot of what medic is, it's kind of, you know, what is the, what is the goal you want to get to, whether that's close more deals, close at a certain time, understand, you know, who the stakeholders are and that sort of stuff and reverse engineer from there. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Well, I think this was uh, this was a. I enjoyed this. I feel like I learned a lot from this. So thank you very much, Pim. Um, yeah, likewise. I think in 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 uh, in in future, we would love we would welcome kind of questions that we can perhaps answer ourselves. I think we you know there's no short shortage of of common questions around medic. But um, if there's something that you would like us to to talk about, then uh, then get in touch. But uh, until then, I'm uh, I, I've got an empty glass. But uh, yeah. Well, I don't. This is uh, <laughs> this is tea, or, or is it? Right. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I think we initially. I think initially we were aiming to record on Friday early evenings, weren't we? And I think this was, you know, the the, the Donald Draper Canadian Club would have been very appropriate in our. Oh, absolutely. Event. And the timestamp currently is not uh, late Friday, right? So it's uh, not quite, not quite. So, yeah. but it's uh, you know, it's it's five o'clock somewhere, and uh, it's. Uh, it's that time almost here, but uh, we're good. <laughs> good stuff. All right. Well, we'll see you on the next one. Absolutely. See you there. Cheers, Ben.